guys before we get started gathering some bonus points if you want to listen to this podcast but you you don't have time to sit for an hour and a half to two hours and listen to the whole thing or maybe you just like the news or maybe you just want to hear our gaming impressions maybe you just want to hear bonus points well check out our new rss or kind of like a new podcast but it's the same freaking thing lamer gamer bites that's b-y-t-e-s you can find it wherever you cast your pods uh maybe even iHeartRadio. i don't know about that just yet uh <laughs> but what i'm doing is i'm taking the podcast and i'm cutting it up into segments and loading it in so you don't have to necessarily listen to the whole thing and we have it separated from like the intro and skit at the beginning then we have a news section, then we have impressions, rumors, all that stuff in an easier to listen format for y'all lamers that uh, might only have like a 15 minute break or maybe you only have a you know, 30 minute lunch and you don't want to let you, you don't want to get left somewhere. You want to feel like you completed something, right? So think of it as checkpoints for podcasting. So I see what you did there. Ah, game things. Okay. All right, guys. So. <laughs> Earlier, well, last week, we asked uh, a whole bunch of people on the Twitters and the other places that we hang out at, what are your thoughts on next-gen games costing $70? And Eesh. these... Well, well, let, let's just kind of go ahead. Where, where does this come from, right? Uh, we're going to go to the news, then we'll go to the uh, responses from all sorts of people. By the way, uh, for people that are hopping into the Twitch chat, thanks for showing up. we got GNR Frank up in the building. Uh, anyway, so here's the big news. So next-gen AAA games are most likely going to start costing $70. 2K revealed the price of NBA 2K21 for current-gen, which... It's $70 for the PlayStation 4 version, by the way, and the Xbox One version. Are going to be raising the price from $59.99 to $69.99. So, we've had some thoughts from the big wigs in gaming, right? Uh, we had Matt Piscatella say the shift to $69.99 should have taken place in 2013, in my honest opinion. But folks thought mobile was a threat to the console business, among a couple of other drivers. But in retrospect, lol. Instead, we got collectors, silver, and gold editions that elevated above $59.99 anyways. So, you know, we have people in the industry that are saying, look guys, we artificially lowered the prices because mobile was supposed to come in and just completely destroy the gaming industry. Then Nintendo showed up with the Switch and was like, <laughs> you guys think you can sell some games. We'll show you. Anyway, we even had... You're, you're not biased or anything. No, I'm not biased at all. <laughs> but, I mean, look at what the Switch did, right? Uh, next up, we have the God of War director, Corey Barlog. Uh, which, that name reminds me of like... a. You remember Street Fighter 2? Balrog? Balrog, yeah. Yeah, well, in the arcade version, they accidentally put Barlog. Nice. And so I remember, like, going to Pizza Hut back in the day. And I was about to go play Street Fighter 2 as a kid, you know, get my pizza afterwards. And it would always say Barlog. And I really like playing as Barlog. Anyway. um, So (laughs) you see where he says, you know, 
who is going to win next generation, the same group that has won every generation before, gamers. Well, somebody, uh, apparently, uh, Justin Tarnation, also known as Buttered Noodle Poppy, it's a lovely name, uh, put in all caps, <laughs> except for God of War, uh, I'll pay whatever you charge for that. Um, not at $70 a game, I won't. I'm not made of money. So he's kind of you know making fun of the God of War guy. Uh, so Corey Barlog says games need to go up in price. I prefer an initial increase in price to the always on cash grab microtransaction filled hellscape that some games have become. So there, there's a lot of discussion about this and this went pretty big uh, on our Twitter. Uh, I guess before I get to my thoughts on it, what do you want? Do you want to share your thoughts first or do you want me to jump into this? Well, I, I'll go ahead and throw mine in, man. Okay. Um, so, at this rate, uh, we see so many AAA developers um, shutting down studios, canceling games, uh, 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 having people crunch these games, uh, things like that. Uh, I honestly think that if these AAA companies increase it to $70, this might uh, uh, have a positive um, I guess you could say a positive reaction to the workforce and how things happen, they might be able to put more money into the work staff and not have to always lay people off, shut down studios and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, because right now they're just, they're running everybody just completely ragged. Um, now, on the same note, when you have games that have yearly installments that basically only update a roster or something along those lines, and you want to charge $70 a year, nah, man, get out of here. You didn't need all that money because you didn't make an all-new game. All you did was, you know, update a roster, put a couple new features in it, slapped a new coat of paint on it, and then sent it out there. So I, I have to say it depends on the type of game. Uh, God of War, I would totally pay $70 for um, just because it's going to be a decently long game um, and like I said with that $70 hopefully would uh, uh, make it positive for the company to you know pay uh, to pay more money to their employees try and keep everybody happy because um, like I said we're sick and tired of seeing like crunch and all this negative stuff come out about these games um I guess with like your your 2K games and how they're releasing every year like that, I mean, dude, they make so much of their money from microtransactions. Um, if I'm not mistaken, EA made a third, a quarter or a third of their profits from just FIFA microtransactions. That doesn't even include like the NBA, NFL, any of that. Um, so I don't know, man. It's kind of a. We'll see what happens. I could definitely see them going up to seventy, um, and I wouldn't be upset with certain companies yeah. charging that much. It's it's it, it to me it would kind of have to be just a, a game by game, company by company kind of deal. Now, I'll, I'll go into my thoughts before we get to the bonus points, right? I kind of want to point a counterpoint out to Mr. Corey uh, Barlog. 
while games like God of War is they're going to make use of that extra ten dollars, right? But games like 2K21, uh, NBA 2K21, will most definitely still go after those microtransactions. Heck, they'll probably, like, six months after the game release, they'll probably drop it down to $3 like they did with that last one uh, after everybody stops paying full price for it because they just want to get their hands all up in in your pockets for that sweet, sweet microtransaction money, right? Um... So, my other thought is, though, this is actually a possible benefit, though, for other people. You can expect to see indie developers potentially asking a little bit more for their games. Mid-tier companies will be able to sell their games at 60 and seem almost like a budget for something that is not necessarily a AAA game. Um, also, you got to think, though, who else is this going to help? Things like Game Pass, things like these services where people are going to see these games that are cost $70 and then, you know, close to 80 after you add tax. Um, but I got to be honest though, man, I, I'm a, I was a gamer during the nineties. Do you remember whenever there was no GameStop? And I know we've talked about this before, but you would go to Walmart and there would often be games in the $70, $80 range. I would have to put them on layaway at Walmart to pay for them with my allowance. Yeah, I mean, it, that's just that was just the reality because, one, you had a lack of uh, places that were selling it so they could put the price of whatever it was. Uh, and then, you know, it just that's just how it was back then. So it's not a huge surprise to me. Granted, I think nowadays, you know, I remember seeing things like Wolverine's freaking Automantium Rage, which was not a good game. It was really nice looking. That game was like 70 bucks at Walmart. You know, mm-hmm. whereas, you know, you could finish that game in like a couple hours. Nowadays, you got a game that you can spend uh, 300 hours on, like Diablo or something like that, and still want to play it for 50 bucks or get it thirty nine ninety nine on sale. All right, so that's kind yeah, of my... But, but uh-huh. that was originally a full-price game, though. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right, so now we're going to get into what you wanted to hear. The bonus points, what other people think. So we actually, uh, if you are checking out this uh, on the podcast, uh, we do have a Twitch chat running. I'm going to read through some of the Twitch chat first before we get to more friends of the show. So GNR uh, underscore Frank, which GNR Frank is on YouTube, put games are inelastic in demand, so price can and will go up, but consumers won't stop buying them. We have already been conditioned into paying 60, 70, or even a hundred plus dollars for them. And, and I think that is true to some extent. Um, I think the, you know, there's not a whole lot of mobile games that are really big anymore. I think console games, there is a massive demand for them. Uh, you shut your face. I play Angry Birds every day. Well, Rowdy, you and your Angry Birds can go fly away <laughs> and hit something in the physics and boom and crash, right? Um, also, he put, also as development costs go up, so will the price. However, that comes with higher expectations, too. Skylar at... Yes, yes, so much. That. Yes. <laughs> I wants to see the pretties all over them screens if I'm going to play, pay $70 for it. Like, this game better look fantastic, better play even better, and I better be entertained. Now, 
Uh, next up, we have Skylar who put, I totally agree, but my issue is the microtransactions and the season passes, which basically turn the game into a monthly subscription. When you start adding those things, you should not add additional cost up front. Which, uh, I like your reply. What was your reply? Yup. Yup! Uh, so, we, we do have some discussion over there. We'll probably get back to that in a second. Let's go ahead and jump into some more Friends of the Show. Uh, today in Games Podcast put... It's unfortunate. I hope people wouldn't buy into it, but people will. So if it ends up happening, if we really care, we're just going to have to wait until sales. But there's not much we can do to stop this. So, You know what you can do to stop this? Buy digital. See, but digital sometimes is just as expensive. Sometimes I can get a game cheaper. Physical. because Because they could charge that now. Like right. if 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 it got to the point where most sales were digital, in my opinion, mm-hmm. if it got to the point where pretty much everything went digital, which it never will, just because there are people who refuse to get onto it or don't have good internet or whatever. But if they see that most of the digital prices are, 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 are I mean, they see that most of their sales are for digital, they wouldn't have to produce as many physical copies. Therefore, could bring the cost of production down. Now. Will they actually lower the digital price, or will they be money-hungry companies? That's up to them. The hunger is real. (laughs) Rowdy, you just want all digital because you got that fancy gigabit internet, and you can just get it, bam, like that. Uh, Oh, yeah, man. I can can get it quicker than midnight release. Hey, you want to go back and forth on these? Uh, You want to hit the next one? Yeah. So, Lamppost Gaming on Twitch says... Uh, In my complete, honest opinion, I don't think it's worth it because right now, gaming companies struggle to make a full quality game for $60 without having to push DLC and season passes down your throat. They should leave the price at $60 and focus more on complete quality games. Smiley face. Smiley face. That's an important part of this discussion. So that's that's another thing that's true. Um, So like I was saying, in my opinion, how it should be, you know... Uh, based on the game, based on the company, if you can't put out a quality game, I mean, you shouldn't be able to charge that much. I mean, yeah. I know there's there's no company out there that's going to enforce that, like a, a rating system or anything. But, um, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be able to charge, you know, a full price for a broke-ass game. <laughs> you know, I think also we're going to see some of these companies, like, test the waters. Like, are people really yeah. going to buy this game for that price? I can see that. Uh, and I think... <laughs> I, I, I really have no love for the 2K series. Um, I don't think they're generally that well done. And whenever you play them, I mean, they just, they're just so microtransacted. You know? They're grindy. Oh, man. I just... I'm not a fan. They, they want you to to not play them. Mm-hmm. That Pretty makes much. sense? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pay to win, almost. Uh, all right, uh, next up, we had a discussion between Part-Time Pixel on Twitter uh, and More Than a Podcast. Uh, more Than a Podcast has a lot of replies, so you'll hear that one, uh, that podcast uh, person very often. Uh, Part-Time Pixel says, I rarely buy full-price games anymore. And the ones I do, I typically get the collector's edition anyway. So I guess it doesn't bother me much. I could see that. I'm one of those people, like, if I'm going to really go for a game, like Xenoblade, I got the collector's edition, right? 
Um, yeah. I, I got to be really invested, though, into that series. More than a podcast uh, replied, it will, Travis. It will. Part-time Pixel's name is also Travis. Uh, and then Part-time Pixel replied, man, maybe. I have like 600 games on Steam to play still, so I don't really have a problem waiting for the games to go down in price or go on sale. Truth. How many of us have like know, 100 games hanging around on Steam? Oh, dude, I have so many hanging around on Steam. Humble but I still bundle. always want to be on top of the games that are coming out. Um, I, I definitely feel more like it because we do a weekly podcast. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, I was a little bit better in Rowdy. At the, I think at the beginning of this podcast last year, you were like, Travis, why aren't you playing new games? Dude. I was I was playing so many. It was ridiculous. I'm a deal hunter. <laughs> I, I'm I'm bad about it. Like if it's a game I really want, I'll go get it. But like Greedfall, eight bucks. Yeah, I'm on it now. This game might have yeah. released a year ago, but I'm playing it now because it's eight dollars. All right, you want to hit up the next one? Yeah, man. So the Heckin' Call podcast. Love that name. Says. I rarely ever buy games that aren't a couple years old, so I rarely play pay full price. It's a bit inconvenient, uh, but so is paying $60 for a game. That was Steve. Uh, apparently this is also Brian from mm-hmm. the Heck and Call podcast. Uh, that'd be annoying, I'm not going to lie, but at the same time, I understand that better games take more time and resources, which is true. Very good points. And we also bring up the point that there's also people out there that aren't going to put the time and resources into it and still charge that. NBA 2K. <coughs> uh, all right, uh, next up, Matt Varish of the VG Lore Podcast. I'm so behind on my PS4 games that when I finally get to PS5, the games will be 30 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'll go ahead and jump into Budget Arcade. Uh, Budget Arcade podcast says, There's a reason we review free-to-play games. Our main host already can't afford the new games now. And, Duh. man, it, it's so true, though. You can really get by playing games that are perfectly playable nowadays. Uh, <laughs> oh, that is a good name for a, a, a... Lemon Law Gaming should be a podcast about crappy games. That's what they're talking about in the Twitch chat right oh, now. Oh, yeah. All right, you want to hit up Ocho Doro? Ocho Doro. Wait. Okay, yeah. Uh, if true, that had better be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you yeah. hit up grief, grief Burrito if you don't mind. Grief Burrito Podcast. Well, I'm not happy about it. Ha ha. It'll probably push more people towards subscription-based gaming. Sounds stupid, but I'd rather pay for a game that was less graphically impressive and one that played better uh, if that would reduce the cost. Yeah. I mean, I can see there's a lot of gamers out there. A lot of fans of our show did feel that way. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I was talking about with Greedfall, man. I mean, it. I love the way it plays. I like how the story's going, but it looks like there are a thousand spiders inside of these characters moving their faces around. <laughs> it is absolutely horrendous looking in some aspects to the Uncanny Valley, and it scares me a little bit, and I have nightmares. So, uh, next up, <laughs> the Gaming Goomba on YouTube says, I'm still not over the jump to $60. I spent most of my gaming last gen on the Wii, and Wii games were still 50 Well, that's because of the Nintendo tax. Everybody knows that. Video games are already too expensive to begin with. If games alone are a fourth of the price of the console, something is wrong. Well, we don't know how much these new consoles are going to be. They could be a tenth of the price at $70. 
That's true. We just don't know. <laughs> there is no telling. All right. Uh, next. Oh, hit up Hour a Day Gamer if you don't mind, sir. Yeah. Hour a Day Gamer says, can't say I'm surprised. Everything is getting ridiculously expensive. But as long as people continue to pay the price, they'll keep charging it. Smiley face with open mouth. Sorry, I copy and paste these things. and That's what it says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're coming after your money, man. Um, I mean, it it, it kind of brings us back to the microtransactions as well. Like, um, as as long as people pay for them, they'll keep putting microtransactions in games. But that's a whole nother discussion because, like, when it comes to the two K games, the kind of people that constantly throw money at the microtransactions are not necessarily the kind of people we would consider hardcore gamers mm-hmm. that uh, would play a lot of the, you know, God of Wars, Last of Us, the Halos, uh, uh, things like that. They're the ones that are basically, they buy a system. They, they basically buy the system that their friend has so that they could play with them online at whatever sports game is coming out at the time. Those are the kind of people that throw money at microtransactions. Yeah. All right, next up is Paranoid Android, also known as at Voxel Hero on Twitter. It'll certainly cause me to buy less games at launch. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Or you have Game Pass and you can play a whole bunch of games at launch. (laughs) Let's see here. Uh, Petri Dish, a science podcast. Well, as a PC gamer, I'm only moderately affected by the price hike. I'm sure cross-platform games will start out pricey, but I'll probably end up waiting for a Steam sale. Yes, yes. But mm-hmm. in terms of inflation, $70 now is less than 40 or 50 in the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty much right. Like we sure. talked about having to, you know, put an NES game on layaway because it cost, you know, 40-50 and you only got what? A $5 a week allowance. You got an allowance <laughs> as a kid? I had to go work with my grandma <laughs> making shrimps on the sticks. Uh, and scramps. On. I made scramps and prepped hamburgers and whatnot at the age of nine. Yeah. <laughs> Child labor. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Next up is Dante Gameplays, who actually is no longer on Twitter, at least where I saw, is moving over to Instagram at Dante underscore Gameplays. Dante says, selling incomplete games at a full price became a common practice because we all allow devs to pull such crappy moves. To think it will not happen for next gen is like thinking that the gobbles has a cure. So I almost said it. I almost just saw every search just disappear. Uh, Greediness cannot be cured. I will wait for price drops or sales. X the D. Thing like that. Um... So, uh, also, I saw GNR Frank just put, give me Legacy of Cain remastered and I'll pay 70 bucks. Nice. Nice. <laughs> give me Eternal Freaking Darkness. Nope. Yes. Not going to happen. Yes, I want that. I would pay 70 bucks for it. I would buy, I would probably pay like 90 bucks for a special edition with an art book. Because I'm a Turns out nerd of the art books. To replay it, you're going to have to buy a GameCube and a used copy. You can buy a Wii. I think I may have a copy of Eternal Darkness hidden somewhere. Oh, I definitely do, but I, I, I need to find that. 
<laughs> oh, snap. We need to play some Eternal Darkness on the Twitch. All right, Rowdy. So now we're getting to the point to where we had, like, these lengthy discussions and debates with people. So this is where our acting... This is time for... Lamer Gamers Theater. Rowdy, our first scene is going to be, I think, revolutionary era uber thespians. Like, like I'm speaking now. Thespians. Okay. Actors. All right, I'll, I'll start. This is between Lit Gaming Arena Podcast and Off the Cuff Games on Twitch. Lit Gaming Arena. <laughs> By the way, you got to scroll down to see the image of this. Oh, I, I, I see it. <laughs> Lit Gaming Arena says, I'm still not over the price increase from 50 to $60 a decade ago. And then he posted a gif that says, Disappointed! Well, I am, how you say, okay with it. No! That's not how we resist and fight the power! Look, Chuck D, these games take time and, how you say, effort, effort. plus the cost of, how you say, manufacturing. <sighs> and thanks to microtransactions and cosmetic items, they're more profitable than ever. Now, I don't agree with microtransactions, plus I'm always resistant about, how you say, DLC with most games. Ah, yes. End scene. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, that's our first How act. Say. How you say end scene, yes. But yeah, I, I think that's a very, very good conversation. I know we're kind of making light of it, but there's so much discussion. We had to, we had to find a way to make this not drawn on for you forever. Uh, I really, I really like the the public enemy reference in that conversation. That was awesome. You guys get an A plus for that one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So that was a discussion between uh, Lit Gaming Arena and uh, Off the Cuff Games. All right, uh, the next one I don't really have acted out. Um, Rowdy, do you, do you do you have any suggestions for how we should act this one out that won't get us in trouble? I forgot to no, write this down. Is just, this is just a short one that has like just three different lines okay so midwest meltdown podcast says my thoughts are i'll wait until i see that awesome deal on ps store smiling face with open mouth and cold sweat Uh, i got a lot of sweat right now it's freaking hot in the devil's corner over here except for that one game i.e uncharted 5 oh my god (laughs) out of the sandbox podcast totally agree with at mid uh, meltdown midwest $70 $70 is pretty expensive, especially when you're not living in the U.S. In Latin America, you either pay $70 USD plus taxes or wait for the physical uh, that costs even more. There's always that one game that's worth it, but otherwise, I'd wait for the sale. Yeah, that's something I didn't even think about, too, man. All these... Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> South America, Central America, they they had to pay a bit more because uh, of travel. Uh, and then, in... Burst through the door, Dante's gameplay. Yes, I hate it when I see games for like $80, man. Then they wonder why people turn to Amazon. Facepalm. All right. Very good points, guys. That is something I didn't think about as a gamer in Texas. Um, Very, very true. All right. 
Next one, Rowdy, is a discussion between Console Gaming Crew Podcast, More Than a Podcast, and then Today in Games jumps in. Um, so I will... Who do you want to be? I'll do More Than a Podcast. All right. I'll do the other two, because there's only one by Today in Games. Uh, okay. So this one, we're developing a gaming constitution. Super serious. In the late 1700s. That's That's our scene. I don't really know how the heck that's really going to play out, but, you know, serious. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Just just, just roll with it. Console Gaming Crew Podcast. I mean, if it's not going to stop us from buying the games, but it does kind of suck. I agree with their needs to be something done about microtransactions. It got more Western, I'm sorry. If <laughs> it's be done about microtransactions if we're paying more for the games. But for everything being higher quality, we will shut up and let them take our money. And then he used to shut up and uh, take my money gif of Fried from Futurama. I think I turned into a southern courtroom. <laughs> no, I, I, was, I, was, I was following you. I was going to do the same thing. Yeah, go for it. What needs to happen is that gamers need to be unified in their efforts to speak a volume that publishers and corporations can understand if we stand in solidarity and say that we don't accept something. Trust me, they will change. All right. I think think I'm going to pull back a little bit and be a little bit more normal on this. I'm afraid of where I'm going. I'm not very good at acting. Can y'all not tell this? Uh, (laughs) All right, so... uh, Console Game Crew says, you would need the streaming community or something like that would really have weight. Boycotting for lower prices won't happen, unfortunately. DLCs are what make a lot of games replayable. Gone are the days of getting everything at once. That genie is already out of the bottle. Man, see? It needs to be all consumers. Look how we're destroying GameStop revenue by selling games to each other through apps like OfferUp and Let Go. At this rate, <laughs> we won't ever have to worry about getting ripped on again. Next, we take down major corporations. Oh, I love where you went with that. I apologize, by the way, to more than a podcast, which does an amazing podcast, but I don't know what's happening. We're not very good actors. We're trying to <laughs> we're trying to keep this going. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm jumping with you. I'm going with the, the, <laughs> the detective movie. All right, console gaming crew. GameStop had a trash way of treating people, and how did that trade end? That's another reason why they're going down the drain, as well as the reasons you said. It would take a lot more to take down Sony or Microsoft and their affiliates, plus other dev companies. Not at all. We just have to stop buying stuff we don't need. If we stood strong together and said, F Capcom, don't release seasons of characters, we want them all. They'd take the game of the stores, release it two years in its definitive edition with no future DLC. Face with tears of joy emoji. Today in Games jumps in. That's not quite how it works. The biggest problem is that the average consumer doesn't pay attention in the same way we do. Anyone who pays attention to what's going on pretty much falls outside the average consumer, which is what makes a majority boycott near impossible. So then we change the characteristics of the average consumer. All right. Excellent. Excellent. That was beautiful. <laughs> All right, man. I'm not acting anymore. Oh, but we got to do the Western one. That's next. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Yeah, GNR Frank. I'm sorry, but you're in the. We're in the Cowboys hanging out in the saloon, haggling over prices. I think it's about to get super Southern up in here. 
All right, so this is between GNR Frank on YouTube and More Than a Podcast, which is going to be all sorts of different voices, apparently, today. Uh, <laughs> and then we'll stop. All right, I'll, I'll do GNR Frank. Do you want to do More Than again? Yeah. All right, GNR Frank on YouTube and the host of the Weekly Farcast. L-A-M-A. Oh, man, maybe. I have like 600 do- games on Steam to play still, so I don't have a problem waiting for games to go down in price or go on sale. Well, but you're going to be singing that same tune when your favorite game talks about how for 40 or 50 more, you can have some sort of additional content. <sighs> There's no difference now, proportionally speaking. We can all... But the $60 version of games, but for more content, we will pay $100 or more. It's subjective, though, so it will be judged on a case-by-case basis. But, Frank, what exactly is the content in question? A few uniforms or costumes for a couple of characters? Virtual currency, which will run out by the end of the night? I think it's all BS. Oh, I absolutely agree, my good sir. It is BS. But I'm thinking from a uh, business perspective, uh, we've been conditioned to perceive added costumes and skins at a higher price as normal now, sadly. Totally. But I think as a form of business, as a consumer, we should implement our rights to say that we won't accept being double-dipped for things that should already be in a game, Dagnabbit. <laughs> Dagnabbit, that's, that's perfect. Agreed! This is GNR Frank again, by the way. This is what would take a movement. Not just keyboard warriors or rootin' tootin' cowboys or even the law. I added that, sorry. Somewhat like how we moved on EA for Battlefront 2 microtransactions. Yes. There's been many examples of solidarity. Battlefront 2, Xbox One Connect, us killing the PS Vita. We could stand together. That PS Vita ain't coming back. Uh, Man, you, SO, you SOBs for killing the PlayStation Vita. <laughs> Look, man, that system came out with an OLED screen. That was the best looking portable ever, man. That screen was awesome. Uh, Ugh, it looks so good. Oh, man. Okay, so we got one more. I don't know if we want to act this one out or not. But that too much <laughs> orange juice. I don't know if we want to go. No. No, no. I don't think so. I can't. Uh, I can't, I can't we we used way. to have a, a teacher. I, I hate to make fun of a teacher because I'm, you know, I'm in education. But we had a teacher that would always come in and tell us uh, that she had too much orange juice that morning. Dude, there was something else in that orange juice. There was something else in that orange juice. Anyway, I'm not going to go into who that was, but... All right, this is between <laughs> Drink a Beer and Play a Game on YouTube, Console Gaming Crew Podcast, and More Than a Podcaster in this one. Uh, so, we'll just flop back and forth on this. Uh, Drink a Beer and Play says, It's fine if it curbs the dependence on DLC. Apparently, I hit Southern, but I'm already there. <laughs> you want to hit Console? Console? Oh, sorry. I was typing in the Twitch chat. Yeah. Let's see here. 
I'll go ahead and start it. They will still sell other versions of the game with season passes or something like that. DLCs will never go away, even with a higher price tag. And then we end with more than a podcast that says, yeah, but those multiple versions are usually the ploidy old sports games, which I can never understand. What is the real value? And having three to four different iterations of one game in your offering is so minute between the number that it doesn't just make sense. And, you know, I kind of agree, like... I don't know why they're overpricing these sports games, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, by the way, thank you, GNR, for enjoying the Western section. Yeah, Rowdy's right. We, It's good because we don't have to act much. That is regular speak. Although, granted, I think I accidentally... Uh, I've been watching a, a, a show called Justified. Have you ever seen Justified? No, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there is a character on there that I think I accidentally sounded like a Boyd Crowder for a little bit, which is not a good I mean, person. I don't want to sound like him. Uh, people around here really do sound like that, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. So that is the uh, that's the bonus points from Twitter at some of our friends of the podcast. We're going to move down to the discords uh, that we regularly hang out with, uh, GW and the Lamer Gamers Discord. Uh, so we had a uh, we'll flop back and forth on these two. Uh, I'll start up with Good Twin from GW. Um, he says, I think it's reasonable for some games to come in at that price. It was common for some N64 games to cost $70 back in the 90s. I believe we were talking about that earlier. And that didn't stop me from buying them back then. Increased cost of development alongside inflation makes a $70 price for some AAA games seem reasonable. Look, I, I agree. I agree. But again, like I said about these $70 prices, they've got to pay their employees more. They've got to have better working environments if they're going to start charging $70. Mm-hmm. If they stop, they start missing deadlines and we start seeing reports of worker abuse and things like that, $70, man, you're not, you're not, you're not using it. <laughs> you want to take that next <laughs> All right. one? Uh, next is Squid Lord. It's reasonable until we find out that all the gaming, all, all the games costing seventy dollars, seventy U.S. dollars, are games like NBA 2K that already rely on the gambling mechanics, special editions, and season passes to make their money. Something like Spider-Man Miles Morales being seventy, I can live with, but games with free-to-play mechanics have no right charging more like that. Yeah. So something real quick: Spider-Man Miles Morales might not be a full-priced game. There have been some rumors about that, that it's going to be shorter. I think there were some rumors that it was just DLC, but I think those have been slapped around by Sony. So, uh, basically, what I understand from what Sony put out is it's basically um, a not-as-long side story. It's kind of like what they did with the Uncharted series, um, where the main Uncharted series you play as Nathan Drake. Well, when they came out with Uncharted Lost Legacy... Um, it was a shorter game, and you played as other characters. Basically, a shorter side story. And that game came out for $40. So, $20 cheaper than an actual game. So, I'm hoping, you know, Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to do that. We'll, we'll see. see. <clears throat> Alright, next up. Um, <laughs> I might let you do this next one, because i gotta, I got to do the next one, because it's not in my notes. <laughs> Alright, so Owen Koenig uh, states... Already used to it uh, with some early Switch-taxed games. Not necessarily against it, as development costs rise, 
but I also agree with Squid. If you charge $70 for a game, you have no business putting microtransactions or similar monetization schemes inside the same game. He, yeah. he put MTX, and I swear yeah. I thought that was like the motocross thing. <laughs> no, micro, microtransactions. God, Travis. They better not be motocross games. Those stupid games don't dumb. You could, dumb you could buy, you could buy any game out there, but you could pay to have motocross put in it. Yes. Uh, all right. So the next one is Evil Twin. So so at GW we have a good twin and an evil twin. <laughs> uh, so I, I put some things I can't say on the podcast down for notes. But uh, all right, he put uh, in reply to what I'd put earlier. It's probably time based purely on inflation calculation alone. But, although that data is a bit old, hourly wages for the vast majority of people have been relatively stagnant. Buying power from the average gamer hasn't changed very much. You could also compare this to ridiculous smartphone prices. Apple went nuts for a few years, then realized they were pricing themselves out of people upgrading in a timely fashion. And there's been a huge move away from intense specialization in game development. Uh, Which then we had fried shoes reply yeah but our water should cost $25 too what are we even doing hoarding all of our cash I'm pretty sure that was uh, you know a joke uh, then no they didn't write they didn't write the S at the end of it saying it was sarcastic oh good point because there is no way to determine sarcasm <laughs> on the internet everything is the God's honest truth if you say it and I am a 20 foot tall giraffe man with spider arms yeah total truth not sarcasm all right uh evil twin then replies you aren't paying someone to actually figure out how the heck a saturn sega works and make games on it you're paying people to use that same middleware as everyone else which leads you into free to play you can play fortnite or paladins competitively and not spend a dime it gets harder to justify upping game prices when ostensibly free games are lucrative revenue generators so if anything, there should be a larger break from pretty much all games are X amount of dollars. Yeah, New Zelda or Grand Theft Auto, which is never going to come out again, I guess. They're just going to sell the same one over and over, right? Um, probably ought to be $70. But your yearly Madden update should be $35 at this point. You know what? That's actually not a bad idea. And then he... I mean, yeah. they won't do it, but... Yeah, of course not. I mean, they're going to drop it down to $3 in about six months. Then you're going to find them yeah. in the resale stores just in stacks. I mean, I can go right now and go down to a resale store with a mask on, mind you, uh, and find about 20 copies of NBA Live 95 from Super Nintendo. Kind of like when you would go... Uh, kind of like when you would go into a um, a GameStop and find those uh, Burger King Xbox games years ago. Mm-hmm. Like Sneak King or whatever oh, the other ones man. were. They were ridiculous. So he ends up saying, oh, speaking of 2D games, that could be point on pricing. Uh, look at something like Hollow Knight versus retro making Donkey Kong Country. Two guys made a Metroidvania you could play for 50 hours and sold it for 15 bucks. Dozens of people. Dude, for real. Yeah. Dozens of people at Retro made a 15-hour game. They sold for 50. I think he was talking about... Uh, the Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze game, specifically. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely true. It was just fancier graphics. Um, all right, so we are moving down now to the Texas Discord. Uh, do you want to take over the first one on this? Yeah, this is from Pilaf. 
pa- pa- Palf. 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 Out in the Palf. Texas Discord. <laughs> I'll need to know what developers have added or done to make games cost another ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amici says costs haven't gone up for dec for a decade, and at that time they've been the cheapest they have ever been. It sucks when prices go up, but this one is tough to argue against. And then they uh uh oh statistics statistics happened. There is a quote that says. I've made the argument over the last few years that games are essentially cheaper than they've ever been. An NES game in 1999 cost on average about $50. That's $89 in 2013 money. Who knows what it is in 2020 money. Your $70 N64 cartridges in 1998 would require the equivalent of $100 today. Amen to that. Heck, the $50 PlayStation 2 games you bought in 2005 is worth $60. The exact price of a typical retail game in 2013. This isn't to say that the salaries or hourly pay have kept up with inflation and the cost of living. It decidedly hasn't. But it is to say that dollar to dollar over the past 35 years, gaming hardware and software is generally cheaper than ever. Very good points, man. You want to hit up a uh, yeah the next one. This is Utinger, uh, I think. Uten. It's got a raccoon Utinger. on the picture. Oh. That's all I know. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say cartridge prices were all over the place. SNES games as well as N64 games varied considerably. You know, I'd forgotten about that. Depending on the developer and stuff is how much some of those games cost. Oh, yeah, and that's whenever the MSRP really started coming into play. Manufacturer-suggested yeah. retail price. Nintendo was, and all the other companies, uh, PlayStation did it too. It's like, uh, we really want you to buy this game for this, but we know there's a Walmart out in the middle of nowhere that's got paneling covering up the video games that's selling them for $3,000 a piece. Or, you yeah. know, maybe 80 but, uh, yeah, that, that was a big thing. They had to get that out so people weren't getting gouged. Uh, Trip yeah. added, also adjusted for inflation, they were way more expensive, which has been something that's been said throughout. So, yeah, man, I mean, yeah. this has been the bonus point section. We gave you a topic that has been hotly contested. It is all over the place. And these are the thoughts on the Internet. And, you know, it's one of those things that there's no, like, completely right or wrong answer in this. Yeah, I think there's a lot of facets to this. There's a lot of different ways to look at this um, problem, this topic. And I think all these people have their good points. Like, I haven't seen any that I could completely disregard. Yeah. So. All right. You got anything else you want to add? Because that's pretty much it for the show for the day. It has been a long show. Yeah, man, that's it for me. All right, guys. Uh, We will be back next week. Uh, All things, uh, if everything's cool, uh, we'll either have a regular show or do a side quest. Uh, Really just kind of, we're kind of taking things. uh, I know we're looking at it each day. I know we're dealing with a massive gobbles infestation out here in Texas. uh, So it's a little tricky to schedule things uh, right now. Yeah. I've been getting called in for a lot of extra shifts. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then I start going back into the classroom after next week. Uh, Not in a full classroom, but like planning things. So I'm going to be far, I'm going to be further away from the internets 
Uh, but anyway, uh, we will be back next week. Make sure you check out Lamer Gamers podcast on wherever you cast your pods. And also look for Lamer Gamer Bites if you want to check out just a section. Uh, and we will have this podcast ready to go on Monday if you're listening to it on the main show. Uh, thanks again to all the people that helped out with the bonus points section. I will make sure that uh, everybody knows that y'all are involved. And we will be back next week with the official podcast of the Lamers and Working Class Gamers at the Lamer Gamers Podcast.